welcome to the 11th episode of Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis, and I'm joined with or joined by Lane Wellman and John Pina. And Never let's get to the show. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> You'll get it right. Episode 12, that's the one. Hey, I got it right, I think, last week. But then you interrupted oh, maybe, me. Maybe it's, yeah. yeah, maybe it was the scuffed uh, outro then. It's what a new year. Thing. It's a new year for Noah. Same mistakes. It's fine. But. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the news. The Wait, what are we show. sipping on? Wait, no, this is more That's just coffee. I'm, I'm just, uh, I've been like, caffeinated? I've been like a vegetable all day, not doing anything. But, all right, wait, I mean, you, maybe, we surely we can, first. we can go. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's not move on to news. No, no, this is news. Right. Yeah. This is John. This is John's thing, right? <laughs> yeah. My, news. my segment added that to the I list, do dude. every week. <laughs> I mean, I just got the email literally at 9 PM. Uh, and I only just checked my email. Respect zero, the rules. zero fatigue, uh, just shipped my silk pillow. Uh, oh, this is that the Smino one? What? Yeah, it's the silk lined hoodie, and it's purple, and it looks dope, and it's lined with silk. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollars, right? No, it's like a hundred. It, it's way it too much for a hoodie, but it's silk. <laughs> I mean, where does silk come from? Silk trees. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Probably not vegan, dude. They probably butcher some animals for that fine uh, stuff. It is a natural protein fiber. Oh god. <laughs> oh oh god. That's fine. You can give it to me. Mainly of fibrion, fibroin, fibroin. From what? I think fibroin, which is produced by <gasps> the animals? mulberry silkworm. Boom! <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> You're not allowed to wear that hoodie. Yeah. That's it. I'm gonna vegan status revoked. It's fine. I'm plant based now. Actually, I just changed uh, today. Right now, it's oh. still worm based. Yeah, yeah, but plant based <laughs> is a diet thing, and vegan is like a lifestyle thing. Oh. So plant based okay. people are like, I don't give a shit about leather. I'm just trying to live longer. And vegan people are like, I don't care to eat chicken nuggets made from plants because I'm also not wearing leather and I'm also driving a I'm not even driving a car, I'm riding a bike, kind of thing. So vegan's totally. more like the ethos, and plant-based is more of the health. Alright, now <laughs> on to the relevant things. <laughs> um, yeah, we are getting a game show and a movie based on the popular toy Rubik's Cube. Because... Obviously, we need this. Everyone needs this. Ever since the Lego movie, we just need every property, toy property, it needs to become a movie universe. And I'm not sure how, like, what, what is a Rubik? A Rubik's Cube game show makes total sense. You know, I can, you do it faster just than the... being you in. But a movie? I feel like... A... How how does a game show work though? Because like well, who obviously does it faster? yeah, who does it faster? But like the people who do like like the people who like speed race that shit have already like got it down yeah, to like, like yeah, four seconds. Know. Like it's like you go into the show, you just like are you like can you be you know this other dude's four seconds and then that's All it right, every episode. Or? Okay, okay. What if it's like a four v four family feud type situation where 
you pass it off to your family and stuff. Yeah, that would be cool. Can, that would be kind of cool. So, you get what, if a they, what if they do? What if they do just like the weird Rubik's cubes that aren't like the standard size or six? Yeah, they're not the six-sided thing, but they're the like you know weird like you know it's like a eight-sided thing and it's got you know eighteen little bits. Right. You know what right. I mean? That'd be cool. I mean, uh, I guess we'll see you <laughs> Each next episode's year. ten hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, man. It should just be like a family trying to figure out how to solve a Rubik's cube, but they like can't know how to do it beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that would be a great ten hours of TV. I, I don't know. I feel like to, I feel like to vet the family because I feel like if my family knew we were about to go on a Rubik's cube game show, we would definitely research how to do it we like watch that's, youtube yeah, but so i feel like what they should do to vet out the families is like hey you got accepted to be on this game show but we're not telling you what it is and so right, these people are just yeah. like all right they're just researching all the other kinds of game shows like right, doing yeah. trivia nights and all this and then they get there and it's like <laughs> rubik's cube they're like Sh- what? and that's when the 10 hour starts I, I hope it's rubik's cube theme in the Everything like from the prizes to like the way- random like ambient design <laughs> textures in the background are all Rubik's cube themed, but you don't ever solve a Rubik's cube. It's like okay. here's your Rubik's cube car, and it's like a Nissan Soul or a Kia Soul, and yeah. it's just like Rubik's just cube pattern on yeah. the paint job. <laughs> yeah, and it's all just a big ad for Rubik's cubes, but it's not like it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the point of the show. I can even see the stage set up right now, just like huge LED platforms of the Rubik's Cube segments. I mean, I, I can definitely picture the game show, but the movie is where I have trouble uh, wondering why and how. It's a uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, <laughs> They're just remaking Pursuit with, of Happiness. With Rubik's <laughs> they just call it Rubik's Cube. Do they have anyone attached to the movie yet, or is it literally no, just hookup? No, I, bet, I bet Rubik's Cube sales went through the roof from that. Just from oh, Will Smith's yeah, Reach Alone. Happiness? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel like uh, I bought one because of that movie. I was like, damn, he's so smart. <laughs> I wonder if I could do it. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to some sad news, I guess you could say that. Uh, PBS has canceled Caillou after 20 years on air. Um, Am I supposed to know what Caillou is? It's a little a bald popular kid. kid show with a bald kid, <laughs> a bald kid. <laughs> yellow shirt. Uh, uh, I I knew this was a show. I don't think I've ever watched it in my life. I, I mean, it wasn't a part of my childhood, but the fact that it was on for 20 years, it's almost <laughs> as old as us, and I just don't remember it being a thing. When we it's were... actually older than 20 years. It came out in 1997, apparently. Oh, well, maybe 20 seasons. Um, I don't. I know that neither of you are like big Twitter guys. Um, do you guys know who the Iron Sheik is? It was a wrestler, I think. A wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he has a he has a Twitter where he basically just tweets his thoughts in all caps. Um, Classic, love it. Yeah, so a lot of it's like shitting on like Hulk Hogan for being a jabroni. Uh, but he has, he's had a thing against Caillou for a long time. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so, awesome. so the other day he, so when PBS kids tweeted that they were canceling Caillou, I'll read you the Iron Sheik's uh, tweet that night in all caps. It says, good night, Twitter. And to the jabroni Caillou, go fuck yourself forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically all of his tweets. Like I, yeah, I followed him for like a few years. It's just good quality yeah. family content. Case in point, fuck Caillou. Fuck Caillou. Uh, he's a jabroni. <laughs> he's a jabroni. That's the official stance of this podcast. Yeah. Stamped. 
Uh, I mean, I wonder. See, I wonder how they, uh, how PBS Kids or any Kids Network decides what shows are actually canceled, because the numbers have to be really weird with that, right? Like, oh, only two million eight-year-olds watched this <laughs> one night, and I don't know how you uh, split up like live viewers and then viewers at home or who waited, well, you know, a week. No cap. I bet that's exactly what it is. The most kids don't watch real TV anymore. So there's mm. no connection to watching Caillou. They're like, right. why isn't this whatever fucking YouTube series kids show there is? Yeah, right. I mean, Pep, but uh, Peppa Pig is still insanely popular. Like Paw Patrol. I know that I have a yeah, little Paw cousin Paw that was watching Paw Patrol a lot on TV. Paw Patrol's gigantic. So yeah. So I mean, I mean, kids shows aren't dead per se. No, no, but that's what I mean. I mean, not that they're dead from the TV standpoint. I'm saying that Caillou as a brand has no appeal to the kids for any particular reason. Right. They have so many other things that they can find that I feel like, you know, like I feel like Paw Patrol's pretty ubiquitous in terms of sharing similarities with other kids' shows. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. My thesis uh, on uh, children's television. <laughs> I'd love to hear more. We'll have a special episode about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of children's shows, uh, the new Dexter season has announced that Clancy Brown will play the villain. Uh, Clancy Brown being the notable voice actor and actor behind uh, Mr. Krabs. He was the mm. villain character in Billions uh, last few seasons. He's in a lot of other things that I just can't seem to place right now. He's been he in was, Bros. He was in Shawshank. Yeah, he was the uh, main guard, head guard in Shawshank. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely, uh, definitely a big name and a good actor, so hopefully he he and Michael C. Hall can fix Dexter with this new season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's like a dot, 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 because I guess we'll see in approximately a year. And speaking of other streaming services, HBO viewership is down by more than 50%, and most people attribute that to no Game of Thrones. Which, you would think this year they would try to have, um, I don't know, taken advantage of everyone's TV and binge-watching by putting out some quality content, which they have, but apparently not enough. Because losing half your viewership is... Uh, a lot good amount yeah and maybe game of thrones finale did some damage too maybe people just cut the hbo tie right then and there For i sure. you know i i said it once on this podcast i didn't think the ending was that bad but it's not um yeah I mean, I think we've discussed it yeah. beforehand. Yeah, uh, yeah, at length. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not one of the meme segments. It doesn't. No, like it. no. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's interesting that it's such a powerhouse at HBO that half their subscribers were there for it. Yeah. I'm wondering. What do you think? Maybe this can be the little tangent here. What do you think the next HBO thing is? <laughs> the Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragons, obviously. Probably the. <sighs> Dude, yeah, I mean they're gonna be writing the Game of Thrones spinoffs for many years. I wish. Do you think that's gonna keep like a, a solid base? Like, is that um, the, is that is Game of Thrones HBO Star Wars like that Disney Plus has? You know, like, I don't know. 
don't see, think HBO, it is. HBO has problems establishing series because their lack of uh, well-executed ending. I mean, True Detective fizzled out. Westworld fizzled out. Uh, I mean, pretty That's much. That's it. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing HBO has put out since you know before Game of Thrones, like uh, Sopranos or something, that has gone for more than four seasons. I mean, Leftovers. I you know say that's an amazing show, but that was almost eight years ago by now. So, kind of uh, HBO has a problem sticking the landing. Yeah, I don't know what the I'm answer not, is. Yeah, I'm not sure what will be the next HBO show. And it's because I mean, kind there, of there's there's no new ones that are out like right now, right? There's no like one seasoners that are like all the rage. Other than yeah, Lovecraft Country didn't seem to. Uh, right, didn't seem to grip anyone. Well. Like Euphoria, I think was doing okay, but that's not going to be a big blockbuster no, kind of no. show. No, that's a very specific niche audience. Yeah, and I'm like outside of that, like The Watchmen. That was that's... one season. It's yeah, over. but th- yeah, it's done, right? So like, yep. yeah. I'm uh, Golden curious. Compass second season. I think that just came out. I don't think I'm anyone cares it. about it. Uh, His Dark Materials or whatever. Golden Compass. Same words. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's, a, it's a book series. There was a movie in like 2005 starring Daniel Craig, or 2007. Com- oh wait. Oh, you might have unzipped me. Is this like the fucking Narnia shit, but not? Yeah, but atheist style. Oh. Because growing up, uh, my church told me not to go see this movie. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember this. Um, it's yeah, yeah, a yeah. pretty Before bad movie. Before its release. The film received criticism from secular organizations and fans from the dilution because a lot of the elements of the story were critical of religion, as well as some religious organizations. And in production, they changed some of that around so as to not be so uh, controversial. I was going to say, I watched the movie, and I really couldn't tell you when it gets offensive. I mean, the movie's not good, so maybe that's really the offensive part about it. Ian McKellen? He's in there for like two seconds. I don't remember him at all. I watched Ian, Mc- Ian McShane is in there too. Oh yeah, both the ends. Yeah, and Sam Elliott. What the fuck is this movie? What Sam the Elliott, The Sam Elliott voice a polar bear. Someone voices a polar bear in it. I mean, there is a giant polar bear on the poster, yeah, and I'm I don't see that's... Sam Elliott on the poster, so that's probably. <laughs> Let me see. Sam, Sam Elliott is Lee Scoresby. No. I don't think I don't he is that. the polar I don't bear. Think that is the polar bear. Uh, Ian McShane, maybe then somebody's the polar bear. <laughs> Christopher Lee. This movie Ian had everybody, dude. What? And Daniel Ian Craig. McKellen, Christopher Lee. That's crazy. And Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Kathy I mean, Bates. What the fuck is going on? It had this a movie? budget. I watched it. It looks like it had a budget. It's just not good. Yeah, it's just shit. Okay, that's fair. It's it's too mature for kids and too kiddy for adults. Hmm. Kind of sucks. Yeah, kind of. It's like unlike Narnia, where there's kind of a nice balance between the two. Uh, it doesn't. I, do, I say this every time Narnia gets brought up, but those fucking Turkish delights look looked really good. So goddamn good. And Are then I had good? the real. I had the real thing. They're. Almost as good as what I thought they were going to be. Almost to the fucking T of how good they look. What's now, inside? What's the red stuff? Uh, So it depends on what kind of Turkish delights you get. We just got like the regular, they're basically just like little gummies. So nothing. It was just like powdered sugar on a gummy. But it was tasty as fuck. 
and then there's different flavors, and you can get them filled and shit. There's a bunch of different wacky varieties, but yeah. But I which even... one did Edward or Edmund? Edmund, <laughs> I think Edmund. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, HBO viewership's down by half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we don't. Uh, we sadly don't have the answer for you, HBO. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll figure it out. You know out. what? You know we'll what? We you. could brainstorm that for like twenty-five thousand dollars. I think. Yeah. Twenty-five thousand dollars. I could do that. And actually, you know what? I'm thinking it's going to be different now because HBO Max <clears throat> has probably hit a wider audience. So now the new big HBO thing will be, you know, uh, affected by HBO Max trying to appeal to a wider base. So I feel like for the next few years, we're just going to get shit thrown out of the wall. <laughs> They're going to just see what sticks. <clears throat> trying to spark magic again. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> I didn't know this was even a thing, <clears throat> but did you know we're getting a new Mr. Beans movie, and it's also going to be animated? I think I knew about it. I didn't know that it was going to be animated. I didn't think Rowan Atkinson still even acted, really. Honestly, was unaware. Wasn't... And the fact that he's getting a lead role again. Yeah, I won't watch it, time. but... Good for him, I guess. I didn't. I don't think I ever watched a Mr. Bean thing. I just, you know, know them, know of them. Never had any real nostalgia. I think it was one of those things where, like, when I had cable growing up, I would just like flip to the TV and I would see, like, it's just like one of those characters that you know when you see, yeah. like, oh, this is Mr. Bean, and then I was like, yeah, and then I would flip it off. What was it? Ra- like, is it like PG? Like, it's like I a, it's a PG. Yeah, family a comedy style show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I believe it's a family thing. <clears throat> a new animated one would be weird if it wasn't. Uh, but I'm curious to see what the animation is going to be because my big guess is it's just going to look like a Despicable Me ripoff. Just happens mm. to have Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Uh, but we'll see. And. Back to HBO, we got our first look at the movie Locked Down, which is about a couple who plan a jewelry store heist during a COVID lockdown. It stars Anne Hathaway and, give me for butchering his name, uh, is it Chiwetel Ejiofor? That is the only way I can think of uh, to pronounce it. I'm sorry, Mr. Ejiofor. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening... We yeah, are, we are sorry. Um, uh, obviously, I guess we're going to have movies that are topical and such. Uh, I'm glad this isn't just, oh, it's a lockdown movie. I'm glad there's at least a spin to it. It's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That wasn't too off then. Okay, I got some syllables <clears throat> wrong. I saw, yeah, I, I think you were, were you talking about this movie, I don't know, a few weeks ago. It might have been announced a few weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like we were maybe, or maybe we were just talking about like, oh, when do they start milking the COVID pandemic for money? Maybe that's what we're right. talking about. We did, we did talk about it a bit ago, yeah, and like um, how many movies and stuff are coming out because I talked about the TV show, the um, ooh, it was just like randomly one season just picked. Oh, this is us. This is us. Just like started picking oh. up. Oh like, right. But literally, it ended. And the season was totally normal. It was like the middle of summer. And it was like, oh, this crazy COVID thing is happening now. And you're like, wait, no. 
that's not how this works. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, this kind of reminds me of, uh, what was it, Songbird? That movie that they just came out two months ago about a COVID fake COVID lockdown. Whereas this is, it's almost too soon in a weird way. Like, we're still in the middle couple, of it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, give it a few months to, you know, calm down or something. It's not even been a year since lockdown started. Like, Yeah, so that means this movie was made within six months. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, which I guess is impressive. Uh, I forgot to write the director is down. That a, is that what we're calling that now? Impressive? Yeah. Rushing out movies? Yeah. Shitting out shit movies? Impressive. Okay, maybe it's not awe-inspiring. I don't know a good it's word for efficient. it. They, they're surprisingly yeah, right. efficient. Okay. It's impressive how efficient they are. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, if HBO Max can put out a movie every six months, or an original movie every six months, that's a pretty good turnover rate, really. Uh, I forgot to write down the director. I think it's Doug Lehman. Uh, Doug Lyman, guy who did uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge mm. of Tomorrow, other movies like that. But we'll see you next year. I think it actually comes out like next month. Not even next year. It's this year. And it's just free on HBO Max? 2021. Yeah. <clears throat> Max hmm. Okay. Uh, we have... Oh, reports have shown that Wonder Woman 84 made $5.5 <laughs> million at the domestic box office this Huge. weekend. Huge. And obviously it wasn't going to be huge. But the fact that they are forced to tell us how much they made i think it's hilarious that's so sad like they can't <laughs> so they, yeah they can't they can't inflate it at all <laughs> you just, that's what you get you got five million guys Ooh. how Hopefully much did it even cost Max it's is, like a 300 million dollar movie it's right? like a 200 million yeah it's a oh, 100 god 200 million dollars i'll uh, tell you exactly uh yeah, yeah. let's see what the Ooh, yeah 200 flat Jesus, that means they have to make four hundred million dollars. Um, hopefully, the HBO Max move <laughs> worked out for them. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I so get to watch that movie. so far it looks like total box office is one hundred eighteen mil right now. So they're still in the poll eighty. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> they just need three hundred million more, and they can call it a win. Right? Uh, yeah, I heard it's pretty see bad. How that goes? Yeah, same. I have not heard any good things about it. And speaking of theaters and movies and theaters struggling, AMC is reportedly trying to raise over $125 million just to avoid bankruptcy. This is involving selling $50 million worth of shares and then $75 million of other assets and the like. I said it once. Investors. I'll say it again. AMC's dead. It's dying. <laughs> All movie theaters are dead and dying. They need to completely change their whole structure, or they're dead for sure. There is no. And, give me 125. Like, like the movie theaters <laughs> aren't the fucking banks. They're not the fucking. I don't even know. They're not Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. government's not gonna come and be like, you know what this country needs? <laughs> <laughs> America was founded on movies, and we will die. Our forefathers died making movies. Okay. <laughs> Where would we be if we didn't have movies, okay? We, we didn't right. call it Avengers Civil War for the fucking any stupid-ass reason. Uh, uh, I, I, but, okay, I understand the point um, that the government won't help, but it, it is kind of sad to see when I think the third largest theater chain is just dying. <laughs> Literally. What do you think? 
What do you think the largest theater chains are? You I think, think Regal's it's bigger? Regal. I think Regal's number one. Because really? I think they bought Cinemark or something. I think they bought one of the other competitors and became even bigger. Yep, Regal uh, Entertainment Group. Oh! <gasps> nope. <laughs> I googled what? the largest chain of movie theaters. The first bolded one was Regal, so I assume that was like the top of the category. Nope, AMC. Really? Wow. AMC oh has 8,000 8, screens, and Regal has 71, well, and Cinemark has 4K. Cineplex well, is the... There's, there's Those are the big three. Cineplex has a mediocre almost two, but not okay. even. Theaters are dead. <laughs> you heard it here last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, then my Netflix theater idea can happen. When all these theaters go bankrupt, Netflix can swoop in on the cheap. You realize like they already kind of do that, yeah? You know, I, like I, yeah, I know, okay. I know, yeah. I, I've talked about this, how they've already done it, so they can buy more and then just show like Netflix movies, and you just buy concessions. Well, and, you know, I, I just said it, and I'll say it again. The paradigm of like the movies being an experience died when it became so expensive you know, like then it right. became like a, we're going to see the one summer blockbuster family. Like, come on in, we're spending the hundred twelve bucks, and then we're never coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, what places need to do is they need to realize, like, and most have, like, I forget exactly the name of the chain, but there's like a big chain. I, I think they mostly are like in Texas, and I want to say they were founded in Texas, called like Alamo or some shit. Yeah, Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's places like that now, but like. They do real food and not like right. mm, we're gonna microwave food. But we don't like actually have cooks in the kitchen, like you know, like a uh, movie tavern. Yes, yeah, but movie tavern is more microwave food. It's That's not like, real, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like a fazoles, you know. Like, are they cooking <laughs> <Right>? it? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's still good spaghetti, but it's top not top of really the cooking. line kitchen. Okay, <laughs> top of the line. Yeah, so like they have like real chefs, and you can get like real alcohol and like. There's like a whole seated area where you like you hang out before your movie, so you like show up early and it's like actually a thing to do and talk to people, and That'd then be cool, yeah, and then they have like actually nice luxury seats, and then it costs the same as fucking going to Cinemark. You're like, why is anyone like? Of course you pay separate for your meal, right. but like by the time right. you factor in your popcorn, your large soda, your fucking you know soft pretzel, you're like it's gonna be about the same after. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I didn't get half of the shit, and it wasn't even like a night for me. Well, the experience I, at one of these places might not even be the movie. You know what I mean? Like, you might have had a good day, even if the movie was complete trash. So what if movies just pivoted towards only blockbusters? No indie shit. They just... <laughs> you only I mean, get these movies. I think it's one or the other. I think the big movie theaters are dead probably either way, but they're only saving graces to do, hey, we're just contracting out, like, if it's not a huge blockbuster and we just do one a season, like, we're dead. Because right. I think the little independent theaters, and again, like the Alamo-style draft houses, like, they'll just get all the indie movies, and they'll be raking in the cash either way. So no one's going to want to go to a, a Cinemark for an indie theater anyway, or for an indie film. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm quite sure we'll hear about this in the coming year. Uh, I yeah. guess AMC's the first one to falter. I mean, $125 million for a company like that, that's got to be, like, a month? Two months of like upkeep, eight thousand theaters, one hundred twenty-five million dollars. Like, yeah, it's a good. I mean, like I feel like one McDonald's costs over a million dollars in upkeep. Like one restaurant. That's definitely a pretty penny, but at the same time, I mean, it's such a large company. I guess 
you'd think they've literally exhausted everything. So 125 million is probably a lot bigger than it used to be like a year ago for them. <laughs> I bet you they're kind of wishing they had saved some money in case something like this happened, but Imagine. Wait, Imagine. I just googled AMC Theaters. I don't know how recently you grabbed that article that you were reading. Apparently they apparently they raised $200 million. Oh. But they need $550 million more. Maybe that's, maybe that's the same story. Maybe it's just... <laughs> Oh, that's great. Out, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, so it, it filed to fill $200 million of stock. It filed to sell 50 million more shares in a bid to raise cash. Oh, my God. And then it was able to give uh, one of its lenders 100 mil, but it still needed 750 million more. So then out of it, you know, they got 200, but still need 550. X fucking D in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say I feel bad for the CEOs of AMC. <laughs> But I really don't. They're settled so, for life. I yeah, don't care. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it's a shitty situation, but at the same time, they're living it up. So who cares? I feel bad I mean, for those cool dudes. I don't know if you've ever met them. Or old ladies, too, that have, like, somehow clutched, like, a decent living from, like, having always worked at a movie theater their entire little life. And, like, they just, like, know the ins and outs. And they're always there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad for those people who now just, like, aren't going to have a fucking job. Right. Yeah. I don't feel bad for the CEO. I mean, like even even if theaters even if theaters just bounce back completely, I bet you the workers aren't going to be too excited to come back as quick. Because what if we just get shut down again? We'll just be like, oh, great, yeah. I'm out of the job again. Uh, so yeah, even if theaters bounce back financially, we have no proof to say they'll even have a work. Do movie theaters need a workforce? Ah, uh, yeah. Cleaning up? Holy crap. That's probably the workforce right there. Cleaning, Cleaning up all the shit on the floor. Everything else, probably not. But cleaning... When do you think we get the robots to do that? Oh, I bet you. I bet you it's already happening. Well, maybe not like right now because they're shut down. But right. <laughs> just some theaters. That's yeah, you know, like it's just like a couple Roombas do the trick. Then you just get one dude to sweep up and like pick up the actual like buckets of popcorn and cups. More than a couple Roombas, though. That's a lot of square feet. I just don't think logistically <laughs> that's possible. All right, we can move on. We can move on. We've talked about oh, movies oh, we for a while. Okay. Uh, well, we're keeping with the Warner Bros. thing because the Flash movie has been confirmed to start production this year, and that's not really news other than the fact that Flash has been in development hell for. Five. When did Batman vs Superman come out? That was six years ago, I think. Five years ago. That was twenty sixteen. Um, five years ago, ish. Okay, yeah, five years ago, the Flash movie was announced around then and has had multiple directors and multiple writers and multiple storylines. It's funny. Uh, I never even watched Batman vs Superman. I, <laughs> I saw it was three guys... hours long, and I saw the stupid Batman outfit, and I was like, I already didn't care. Well, it's like, funny, nah. because Batman's the only good part of that movie. You like Ben Affleck's Batman? Oh, yeah. No, he's totally fine. And then near the end, near the climax, there's a really that's a big fucking... That's a big sale. He's he's fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. <laughs> and he's the totally best part of that fine. movie. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it's sad, because his Batman, oh. who only gets like 20 minutes of being Batman, is the best part of the movie. Uh, oh, is it like a Bruce Wayne versus fucking Clark Kent movie? And... With hints of them being Batman and Superman. 
class. Oh, uh, well, no, Superman, <laughs> Superman's in it a lot. Oh, but okay. Bruce Wayne's definitely a bigger character than Batman. Um, but, I mean, there's some there's an awesome scene where he beats up some, some thugs, some so, criminals. So do you not and... like Henry Cavill as Superman, or it's just... It he's was... totally fun. Okay. He's just not... The movie's a little wooden all around. So okay. his Superman, which was already a bit of a... Not stale. I don't want to say stale, but he's more of a stoic uh, yeah. Superman. They made him even more so, mm, okay. <laughs> and and the climax is just awful. You guys just uh, my word for it. It's a bad movie. And then Justice League is somehow worse. Yeah, don't even worry about that. Um. So <clears> with <throat> this Flash movie, is it um, separate from the TV show? Like, is it going to be a different actor or totally separate thing? Totally separate. Well, it's another universe. So I think two years ago, the Flash actually, the Flash TV show actually had a cameo by Ezra Miller playing the Flash. So like, yes. they acknowledge they're in a multiverse. Yeah. Okay. I think I do remember that yeah. happening. Okay. So yes, it is separate, but at the same time, they're in the same <clears throat> whatever the fuck that means nowadays. Uh, yeah, but originally it was supposed to be a Flashpoint storyline that has apparently gotten scrapped. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Uh, we'll see this year. I think it comes out. Uh... No, I think it's... All right, we'll see. Thanks. Also, and speaking did, of... Yes? Did, did you see uh, the Joaquin Phoenix thing about Joker? Apparently there's... Being Joker in it? Yeah, apparently it's confirmed from an insider kind of thing i don't know how much it holds up but uh that it's not like necessarily joker 2 but just like expanded uh dcu stuff like mm. he's just going to be the joker for some length of time from now on that'd be cool i totally that's totally fine uh well <clears throat> i think we talked about it like episode two or three but the casting in this movie, Michael Keaton is going to play old Bruce Wayne. Mm, mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited for that. So if you put Joaquin as Joker and Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to have a hard time not seeing this. Um, especially if they do a Flashpoint Paradox plotline. Yeah. Whatever. And speaking of new movies, we have Lethal Weapon 5 has confirmed its director to be Richard Donner, who was the director of the original Lethal Weapon. I think maybe not three, but definitely one. And yes, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are confirmed to be back. Because, <laughs> because who didn't want two 60-some-year-old men running around playing cops? I know I did. I just... Fuck action movies, I guess. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck action <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, sure. I won't watch um, Lethal Weapon 5 because I didn't watch 1 through 4. Um, <laughs> I, I've only seen the first one. I think maybe the others on TV. I think the closest I've been to seeing Lethal Weapon is, but it's always sunny. They had an episode where they yeah. made <laughs> the new Lethal Weapon. That's the closest I've ever been to watching Lethal Weapon. I'll leave I mean, it there. It's, it's definitely a classic series. Uh, I don't know how well it'll do in this day and age. I feel like the people who enjoyed those movies are probably dead within the age of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover <laughs> are now. Um, so we'll we'll definitely see how successful that is. 
And other news, Steven Soderbergh has confirmed a spiritual successor to Contagion, which was his movie in 2011 about a virus uh, pandemic, you know, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Obviously, <laughs> and obvi- <laughs> obviously Actually, yeah. he's going to uh, make money from I do remember situation. watching that movie. I remember watching that movie in theaters. Do you all remember yeah, watching same. that movie in theaters? Okay. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I, uh... Oh my god. I'm gonna forget her name. I took a girl on a date. Let's just say that all much. Right. <laughs> I forget her name, though. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um... I hope you don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... Well, see, I mean, I enjoyed Contagion. I thought it kind of fizzled out near the end from what I can remember. Uh, but I'm really excited to see Steven Soderbergh tackle it again after, you know, the real, or not the contagion, but a more real version of that happened. Uh, I'm curious to see how he's going to tackle people who are just going to be like, ah, no, that contagion's not real, man. Megan Can't Griffith. Wait. That's oh. I, was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't remember. Oh, good times. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna send her this. I'm gonna. Please don't. <laughs> I'll kill myself. You name That's... dropped her. Yeah. Totally you didn't you. have to do that. You could have waited until after you we totally were off. Yeah, but I, I remembered. That's fine. I'll cut. I'll cut it out. <laughs> okay. I'm not cutting it out. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is confirmed to direct and write the new Creed Three. The third entry in the Creed franchise. Are you sure it's not the fourth? <laughs> well, I mean, it's the third in the Creed franchise, right. but it's like the eighth in the Rocky franchise, right. if you want to, you know. I was just memeing because you said Creed 3 is the third installment. And yeah, no, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is making his directorial debut with this. I've heard pretty good things about Creed 1 and 2. I've never sat down to watch them. Uh, what? I haven't seen him either. What? <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen movies. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, but it's Michael B. Jordan we're talking about. You can't not watch it. Oh, I'm super hot. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Exactly. I mean, yes. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Give him your money and you walk away. I watched Black Panther. I, I saw it. I watched Fantastic Four. Okay. I sat through Fantastic Four. Yeah. So you can't give me that. <laughs> I'll Andrew. watch this one too. It's worth. It was worth watching the last two. It's worth watching this one. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I've always meant to watch the first. One. Totally. The first one uh, I thought was pretty good. The second one was a little. Meh. It's the same plot as all of the boxing movies you've ever watched in your life. Of course, it's fighting like, movies, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the girls like, you said this was your last one. He's like, I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, America needs me. And you're like, okay. It's true. Right. He's a sure. he's a chemistry teacher, dude. He needs. <laughs> Come on. We're not taking shots of Warrior right now. Yeah, we are. We're I need to take a shot here. after watching Warrior. I don't, hey, you know, I, you're you're in no place to be making those kinds of jokes, hey, buddy. No spoilers. And no spoilers. If you're listening, you'll find out shortly why I say okay. that. Um, you know, I was gonna make this the last one, but I'll say this: uh, Samsung unveiled unveiled a new solar powered TV remote, which. Why haven't we had this sooner, Samsung? Have you? How long have you had this technology? That's my first question. Like, how long have you been forcing us to buy stupid ass AAA batteries when nothing else needs it? Um, I question 
how good of an idea that is. Are they only solar charged? Yeah. Solar powered calculators have like survived for fucking twenty years. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even saying that it's bad. I'm just saying like, I feel like the market of people who. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I'll take it back. I'll rescind that argument. Yeah. I just go like, how realistically are you getting sunlight in your TV room? But maybe everyone's TV room situation is different. You just put it on the windowsill or something when you leave. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I was just like, it seems like a lot of work for something like the one device most lost in the home. You that's know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. like besides your keys, I feel like your TV remote is like lost in the ether every other month, and. Yeah. You got to solar charge it now? Like, that means you have to have a spot for your remote. I mean, it's okay, but... Maybe that'll help. Which might really solve worse. the problem. Maybe that'll solve the problem. No more Mystic TV remotes. Boom, exactly. They're two <laughs> birds with one stone, John. <laughs> I mean, is it is it really that much better to buy two AAA batteries every... It's way worse, you know, dude. I'm the fucking vegan months? of the group. I'll say no batteries, bad. But yeah, okay, just, yeah. I, but of, of all the things to go solar power, like... Think of the Earth. John, okay? <laughs> Think of the Earth. I'll treat it right. And how the actual last piece of news, Roku is looking to purchase all of Queeby's assets in their there production Fuck. department. Yeah, so we need that Fuck. advancement on that 190000 we were trying to get yeah. so we can uh, make a counteroffer. <laughs> <laughs> so we can beat Roku to the punch because... Yeah. I assume you know what I assume Roku has a much bigger financial budget than we do. Sadly, even even if it was even if we got the hundred ninety thousand, I think we'd be at least ten times off. I really, truly, truly wish I could see the price tag on this deal. Like Wait, we don't, right? I, no, we don't have a price tag. I would just love to know how much Roku is actually willing to shell out. I'm saying if Roku does go through with the purchase, like we probably will know the number, oh, or at least an estimate. Maybe. I never know. Yeah. I feel like acquisitions feel like, like that are stuff. are pretty public. But I don't think they're acquiring Queeby. They're just buying all their shit. They're not buying like the title Queeby. Oh, then like I don't that. care. Just as long as I can still buy the title Queeby. Yeah, yeah. We own Queeby. We just don't own any of their stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just buying all the uh, TV and movie then we, production. Then we're back on track. We just need the 190k. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I would I would love to see the price tag. I would love to see how much Roku is planning on sinking because it's not spending money. That's sinking money. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see. And what are they going to do with it? Put it on their Roku channel? Probably. I, 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 I know most people that I know have Rokus and not like Fire Sticks and stuff. Oh, Apple TV. A ton of people have Roku. Rokus are the cheaper. Right. Yeah, so it's just the more affordable yeah. of the three and it offers all the same shit so everyone just goes, why am I paying more? And then most people yeah. are like, but the brand name though. Put the brand name. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally, that's why I bought a Fire Stick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all Gotta about brand our names. Overlord and Savior yeah. Jeff Bezos. I'm all about brand names. Yeah. Dude, do you think in the not so distant dystopian future that our like billionaire overlords are going to be like yeah. written about in the folklore of like a thousand years from then about like them being the messiahs and saviors of these dark times that'd be funny that'd be Maybe. awesome yeah, would it? <laughs> like jeff bezos is actually just jesus in the future oh my god they supposed to share a name with okay. a j 
all right, Jeff Bezos or Elon, you guys need to hire someone to like inscribe a stone yeah. like, tablet. Yeah, stone tablets. And you go bury them in random like every continent. You go bury them with like a flag marker and stuff. And then when civilization restarts, chisel some rocks with your name. Put yeah. some like yes. bananas out in the yes. field. <laughs> they, you know, like future civilizations that can barely talk, they'll be like Bezos. And just, <laughs> it'll have a picture of Jeff Bezos, just yeah. the truly man, cross style, <laughs> naked. We just we just debunked yes. the fucking Bible, dude. It was just one <laughs> one rich dude, and he was like, "I have all this money. I'm just gonna have them bury this shit." <laughs> and now we're like, "Oh, we gotta worship the you know, He's he's our savior." Yep. <laughs> we look like a bunch You're of fucking first. idiots. <laughs> You heard it here first. Although, did you hear yes. that? I, did you hear that today? I think uh, I think today it was announced that Elon Musk has passed Jeff Bezos as the richest person, yeah, in the world. But, Have I you mean, seen Tesla stock price? No. Is, okay, but isn't that only because Bezos had to give up half his money to his to his wife, wife. one million percent, because she's also in the top ten wealthiest yeah, people? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, yes, that's impressive, Elon. But have you had a divorce where you lose half your money? Yeah. <laughs> Once yet. he does that, not yet. That's what's, true. What's what's the chick he's Grimes. just had with? Yeah, Grimes. Yeah, that's soon. That's soon to end. That that hey. doesn't seem good in the mental health meter of the world. Those two together. No. See, when it's two rich people together, they probably have a prenup. Whereas I think Bezos wasn't that rich when he met his. Oh right, they were. Ex-wife. Pretty poor, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they were just regular people who were like had some money. <laughs> you know what? That, that's a, that's what blows my mind. What point in his brain do you think, like, did the thing switch and he went like, "I'm really rich." Like, it was probably like when Amazon was still like mostly books. You know, like right when the Kindle say, was say, coming out. Was, you know, and I, it's I was like about to say 2006, probably. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, "I'm so rich, I'll never live a normal life again." Like, I can't just like go get coffee. I can't just like not have my butler and driver drive me around and do butler things like and now he's like i could literally take a million dollars cash and light it on fire yeah. and then kill a man with that fire <laughs> and no one would do anything to me or we would and they would just put in litigation for so many years right yeah yeah he's got he's got he could buy every lawyer in the world Right. He that's could true. have them all that's on true. retainer. That's true. <laughs> the defense. There could be no one on the defense side. <laughs> <laughs> State attorney is just like him and some other person, and then Bezos' team is like twenty fucking lawyers. All the courtrooms. <laughs> International lawyers. So you got translators yeah. for those lawyers. So, yeah. That would actually be it. like a funny, like a that'd be a good some skit. like courtroom <laughs> scene in a comedy, where it's like the dude. Yeah, he just buys all the lawyers in the world, <laughs> so no one can. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, we can definitely move on, though. <clears throat> Queeby always tops off the news. Yeah, yeah, always. Thanks. Just only, only an hour for news this week. It was shorter than last week. It is shorter than last week, definitely. Um, so I'll tell you what I did this week. Uh, as far as music goes, as far as music goes, um, I didn't listen to anything new. Just same old, same old. Uh, I got like four songs on repeat every single day of my life, and that's about it. Um, wait, wait, Cara, Cara, better. That's one of them. Yep. Nice. Uh, uh, Emma Rosa. That one's for you, yeah. whichever one. For you? No. It's not on the top Re- four. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, re. That, that one's taking a break right now. I better is plaguing my mind. Then, then all I got is better. I don't know the others. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I watched some stuff. Uh, watched Soul. Um, good. Yeah, really oh, liked right. it. Um, yeah, we talked about it because we've all seen it, right? Uh, no, yeah, you watched. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely loved uh, the character design and the animation of those you know one-dimensional four-dimensional yeah, yeah i love that uh that was probably jerry and terry jerry and terry yeah <laughs> and i liked how terry was like kind of creepy enough where it's like oh yeah if i was a kid this would actually be kind of like Wait, weird yeah you wrestle know. my jimmies <laughs> yeah but you know now that i'm adult it's still kind of weird but <laughs> I, right. I can see the appeal uh, of having a character like that I definitely think the plot line and the story was obviously the thing that carried it throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ending was kind of bland. Kind of I think the, right. the thing I really would have liked for the ending is, what was her number? 23? 23, 23, I think. When, 22, 22, 23. 20, maybe it was 22. I want to say 22. Um, I think what would have made the ending better for me is if there was like some kind of montage of her growing up or like living life mm. and then seeing like what yeah. she actually enjoyed about living <laughs> instead of just like you see her just plummeting down to earth and that's the last thing you see of her um that, that's why i said that's one thing pixar excels at is like those little after credit scenes mm-hmm. like while the credits are rolling and little random things from the characters from the movie are doing something that's the perfect time to just like give a quick highlight of her life it doesn't even have to show me what her favorite thing is what the personality is just like here's a little picture of her as a baby and then she's playing soccer with her little soccer league as like a four-year-old and then she's a teenager and she's moody and then she's adult. It could have been like her eating pizza it, yeah it could have been her yeah. interacting with like that dude's family or something or just like literally anything and right. they just left it as like life is what you make it and yeah. this movie ended <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i i was expecting him to you know go off in the deep end and, and i just be like whatever i messed up yeah I, yeah I think so she would have been a better ending i agree um i think that uh, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think because he he like does the gig and then he's like oh you know i uh it's like i thought i'd feel better about this or whatever and then he, he like I, that makes sense that he decides to give her the earth pass I don't know really what I'm right. trying to say. Um, yeah, I kind of expected him to just like when when uh, Terry or J- Jerry when Jerry's like we're giving you a second chance, which I thought was weird because they wouldn't have done that. I feel like if you're some kind of like For, yeah. you know some crazy space being who's just like following the rules, you probably wouldn't do that. And then he's like uh, he's like yeah okay I'll go back. I feel like he'd be he, the better ending definitely would have been him saying like nah I'm good. I've lived, and then just like goes on. Uh, other than yeah, that, though, it's yeah, totally. yeah, really good. Uh, one small gripe I have, and I think it's just Pixar's pattern lately, when specifically the Earth set <laughs> scenes where it's just Jamie Fox, human, human Jamie Fox, and all of his family and stuff. I hate how realistic the animation looks because it's it. almost. Yeah, because it's almost like, why is it even animated if you're just going to literally shot for shot, oh, this is how the lip moves, you know, this is exactly how the lips move, and, 
where this is exactly how his fingers on the piano move. It's like, I get it. That's, I mean, I just don't understand why you'd even animate it. I literally think the only reason, and this is just personal preference, because I really do think for children's movies, but I mean, of course, Soul literally by definition is a children's movie, but Pixar's now bordering the line so much with like very adult or like very at least very life relevant themes that right. you can enjoy the movie as a non-child that uh you can get away with exploring really abstract topics better and like obviously just like the way characters move like yeah it can look really human but like you can get away with like tripping on a banana pill still or like doing really cliche things that would be live action or like even special effects things you know like a big explosion can look way better animated than it does on cg so there's just like a lot that you can do i feel like when it's animated plus i think a lot of people like the art and i think you're the only one that thinks it's too realistic i think everything else like when it, <clears throat> when it's the cat or something the cat was hilarious because the cat doesn't look real but it moves real you know but i don't know the skin and the human i don't know now, like, the soul stuff, the afterlife and pre-life areas, those look fantastic. I can't argue with those at all. Because I I see the reason to be animated. I don't know. That's just a very small complaint. It's a perfectly fine movie. Good movie, even. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I do enjoy how Pixar can tackle abstract subjects such as this. Just, oh yeah, no god. Just uh, pre-life, afterlife. And well, I really appreciate that. It didn't explicitly it did, say. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, I totally get that, but because because these were, I'm not. I mean, we all know my religious takes, so I would never argue for the side of religion. But I don't think anything in this movie precludes or excludes one, and like. you could functionally argue that these little beings were angels because this was kind of like limbo. Yes, you can. And they were shuttling them literally yeah. to the heaven but we don't know what, if that's heaven like that we could don't just be, we you're, don't you're i'm dead. just that's you, but you gotta believe bro you gotta believe dude uh, well okay. didn't they well, it should be more abstract than what like what was the i can't remember now what was the response when when he dies and he asks if it is heaven or if it's hell there's like a response right so it's like I can't even remember what I think they, I think they I think they say no it's blah 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 blah. Okay. Like I think they explicitly say it's not that. Okay. But that's because they he had he didn't even go to the great beyond or whatever they called mm -hmm. it. He was still in whatever area that they called it the pre-death. Right. Death, I don't know. But she I think or they cuz they don't have a gender. They uh were just like no, it's not heaven it's not no. hell that's okay. that's what i'm saying i mean you know this is okay this is definitely not within the strict confines of <laughs> oh heaven hell and stuff and i'm glad pixar has the balls or the creative freedom to do that i, re I really appreciate that now that, because i doubt this would happen 15 years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no way this movie would have no been way. released widely 15 years ago also, uh, Hunter said in the chat, someone that he knew tried to give Soul a 6 out of 10 due to plot. Gross. One Wrong. good thing about the movie? Yeah, yeah <laughs> arguably the best part about the movie. 
Yeah. The only thing keeping it at a strong like eight and a half for me. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, soul good. Um, I also so I think I finished it's season. It's not inside out. It's not bad. inside out. I actually didn't see inside out. Um, it's know, it's, it's been on the list. Movie. It's been on the list. <laughs> please, Jesus oh, Christ, mean. please. <laughs> um. Uh, you know what? Don't waste your movie on it. I'll, I'll watch it on my own time. I nope. I already paid for Disney Plus, so I was gonna say I like just watched it a year ago. Um. Anyways, what else did I watch? Uh, I think I finished season five of Community. Um, nice. You know, it's just gone down since Donald Glover left. <laughs> um, yep. I I really thought that I would hate Pierce not being there as much but that didn't really bother me as much i mean it was like you know a lot of like quick one-liners gone but like i in episodes where he didn't really have those lines i didn't really notice it yeah so i was like whatever um but yeah one of the i think one of the best episodes so far of the season is or of the show is his last is uh troy's last episode where they're reading off the will of pierce Right, they're all, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. Pierce <laughs> gifts them each like the can- the canister of sperm. Of sperm, yeah. <laughs> no, and I was actually one. even just last night. I was, <laughs> um, I guess, a couple of months ago, they did a, um, like the cast of the show and Dan Harmon did a reading. Yeah, yeah. A reading like over Zoom or whatever. Um, and actually, Pedro Pascal played the mediator, whatever you would call him. Um, litigator, yeah, litigator yeah. sure yeah because like the original guy couldn't be there so that was actually cool to see pager like just reading the script that he actually hadn't ever read before um but yeah season five is, yeah um i expect season yep. six will be even more yeah <laughs> uh but i'm excited to just keep rewatching community like seasons one through four over in it well yeah one, no yeah. dude yeah. I, I listen i rewatch community plenty just the trampoline just like... episode is one of my favorite of all time. Which one is that? Like, it's just because it's so simple. Like uh, season maybe two. season two, yeah. Uh, where it's uh, Joel McHale's character and Troy throw a frisbee or like, oh no, it's a basketball. They're playing basketball and the basketball bounces over a hedge. And so they climb the little fence to go over the hedge to get the basketball. Mm. And they like wander upon this like really pristine, well-kept like Garden of Eden. And there's like just a trampoline. And there's like rules, <laughs> and there's just like one dude bouncing. He's like, yeah, no double bounces or whatever. And it turns out like the yeah, it's a whole thing. It's just yeah, really yeah. funny. I it's so dumb, that, but yeah. it's so funny. Um, yeah, community cool. Uh, watched all of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, yes. you know what? I didn't hate any of it. I, I think, ah. yeah, it was like I liked it. Maybe I think I like it more than season one. There were more Same. episodes that were like. With season one, it was very much like one and eight were the ones, and then season two, it was like, which ones did you say were good? Two, seven, and eight, or two, six, and eight? No, it was the uh, the Ahsoka and the Boba episode. Yeah, so both of those were like the highlights, but every episode I thought was, I think I'm getting a little, it was a little cheesy. Five and six. Okay, five and six. I think the breakdown of episodes where it's like, he lands on the planet, he's like, can you tell me where this is? And they're like, well, if you help me first. And then they do their thing. <laughs> yeah. and so I'm getting Basically a little <laughs> yeah. video game fetch quest almost. Yeah, I'm getting it's a 100%. a little tired of that. I wish they would do a, a little something different. But yeah, season two I think is better than season one. 
Um, and then the thing at the end, um, season eight. Uh, I've never really been, really been a big Star Wars guy, um, but that like, I felt that one in my heart. I was like, damn, this is cool as fuck. This is happening. Uh, what the Luke thing? The Luke, yeah. Oh. Um, I yeah. thought I thought it was cool. Um, I the, the CGI was bad though. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> but I, for, I forgave it just because I thought it was so cool. Um, and so with the after credit scene, so is season three of the Mandalorian gonna be Boba Fett? And, no, that's okay. another show. Okay. Yeah. So I ex- I expected. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm cool. With I, that. I totally thought the same thing. I, I thought the same exact thing. I yeah. thought Book of Boba was going to be season three. That makes sense. That'd be cool. Give Pedro Pascal a break. Nope. It's going to be two separate TV shows that you're going to have to watch. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I'll watch it because it's uh, pretty cool. And I think I've decided um, I'm going to embark on the journey of watching all the Star Wars content. So, like, all the shows oh, and everything. Wait. Yeah. You're going to do Clone Wars? Good I'm, fucking luck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do all of it. Um, as much as I really enjoy Clone Wars, that's a it's a it's just one of those things where it's task. like it's like I've admired it, but I've not really like really dived into it. I get it's kind of like with anime, but I'm just choosing to do this first. It's like I'm sure I would really like okay. anime. It's cool, but I just don't want to like spend that much time. But I think for Star Wars, I'm like, yeah, I think I it's was probably say, worth Clone it. Wars is six seasons, so yeah, yeah <laughs> time consuming, a good amount of time. Yeah, so I'll keep you updated on that endeavor. Um, and I believe that's it, other than some Hell's Kitchen interspersed right. in there. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. It's uh, here from Noah. Yes. Okay. I had a busy week. Uh, I watched another Gundam anime, of course, okay. uh, called Mobile Suit Gundam 00. Uh, I thought it was 00 or 00 till the show corrected me 20,000 times. <laughs> Um, imagine Power Rangers and Gundam kind of boom and that's what this show is because they announce their armors and they announce their names and they announce what they're doing (laughs) and it's bad it's bad okay Um, (laughs) yeah no that my other Gundam shows I'd probably recommend this one not even gonna try there's a few good episodes and that's it it's nothing Almost nothing, because most anime, or most anime like this, I would assume the second season would get better, since the plot has developed, but this anime doesn't do that. It kind of turns the plot over, and it's awful. Uh, yeah, I watched Soul, obviously, and then I, while I was on Disney+, Plus, I found a thing called Zenimation, mm-hmm. and it is a thing where Disney+, Plus it gives you a theme for an episode and you get like a five minute episode or you can watch it all in one sitting and it's like uh, one theme's nature so it'll take shots from different Disney animated movies take out the music and then put in nature sound effects so it'll literally just be like a shot of the Lion King herd and you'll just hear the herd stomping around and it'll be like a shot of Sleeping Beauty birds and you'll just hear birds and it is awesome I just, there's nothing like it, honestly. Okay. And I wish uh, every company would do it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I wish Disney would do it more. Uh, I also discovered a new comedy TV show, which I couldn't tell you the last new comedy TV show I watched. It was called Wreck. 
Um, wrecked. It's a TBS. <laughs> is a TBS show. Be wrecked. Like get wrecked. Okay. Uh, is a TBS show, and it's a parody of Lost. Yeah, <laughs> you would think that's just a you know uh, equation for failure or whatever, but it's hilarious. If you appreciate Lost in any way, shape, or form, this show is definitely worth the time. Uh, had me hyena laughing, really at the time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. talking. This is an actual funny show. Probably the best original comedy I've watched since. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of good comedies <laughs> lately. Um, Rick and Morty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Best we'll... comedy animated, or not not animated, sorry. Best comedy. Uh-huh. What did you say you were watching it on? It's on HBO Max. It's HBO a Max. Time Warner. I guess TBS is Time Warner. Okay. So, uh, it's only three seasons right now. It's open-ended, so there's room for a fourth season. But I literally put 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. You do yeah. have to like Lost, though, for the first two Love seasons. Love Lost. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because some of the shots are literally shot for shot. Mm-hmm. And then they throw the jokes in. <laughs> okay. Like even even the plane crash, he like wakes up. There's like a guy on fire. He's like flash banged, you know, or concussed or whatever. Where it's a high pitched noise, and it's uh that's it for TV. But music, I listened to an album called "The Angel You Don't Know" by Amare, and it's weird. It's very. Not in, not really in my wheelhouse. It's hip hop, ish, definitely super hip hop uh, sounding. It's it's kind of like uh, what's the word for it? House music, dance house. Oh okay. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Rihanna, some of her songs, some of her albums. What is the album uh, called again? The angel you don't know. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, once you get past her voice. Mm-hmm. Once you can appreciate her voice, because it's like very high pitched, uh, just at first it's kind of disorienting a little bit. But then there's a song like Hell's Angel that's an absolute banger. Uh, then I also discovered have you heard of Marcellus Juvon? Juven? John? Sorry, I, I've turned Hell's Angel on. What? <laughs> have you heard of Marcellus Juvon? Juven? J B A N N, Marcellus, Juvon or Juven. Um, Bam. he looks really familiar. I feel like I've seen him on YouTube on something. Okay, well, Spotify suggested me his album The Fall, and I was like, oh damn, this sounds like old J Cole, old Boss kind of. Just that, not constant bars, but very consistent rapping you know mm-hmm. uh, actual talented rapping and then i realized oh this is from 2015 that makes sense it sounds like it's you know from around that era right. so i was like okay let's go to marcel juvon's newest album and i couldn't tell you what that newest album was called because it sucks keep alive i'm sorry marcellus you're listening to this you your sound i don't know what happened man it seems right. like in 2015 you had it and now it seems very generic it just he barely raps in the new album. It's more the yeah. kind of party next door speed. No, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. Right. 
not great. The Fall, though, that is a good album. Kind of reminds me of uh, Reason or Futuristic or, you know, those rappers. Um, that is that is all of my week, though. Cool. Yeah. Hit us with it, John. So, uh, I made a playlist of, like, 29-ish songs to listen to from just things you suggested. Like, I was going to listen to Better by Cara Cara, and I was going to listen to that Toby Elements album, and... That Seafood Sam album, I really had it all planned <laughs> out. I was going, and I didn't listen to a single one of those fucking songs. Nice. Uh, but I did listen to that Tyrone 2021, which we've talked about. Uh, I'll just say, because I can't stress enough how terrible of a lyricist Big Sean is, but <laughs> it really is like no one's in his corner, in his team, in his pocket, because no one in their right mind, if I was a rapper would let me say that line like it's just so He's bad got, and dumb he must have a lot of yes men that's what i'm saying no he he pays like the, the, the people are too tied they're not his friends anymore you know what i mean yeah. like if i buy you a house and a car and i put your kids through private school like you're not gonna tell gonna me no every bar yeah. yeah you'll be like dude you're hot <laughs> as shit bro like keep dude, it up. drake wishes he could be you yeah. drake wishes he could be you it's not the other way around right. i swear yeah but yeah, I'm sorry, Big Sean, but your shit is—it's uh, mostly good, very commercial, which it's not a problem most of the time, and then just whack ass bars in between, like just the fillerist of filler garbage. Oh, like it's me. out of cadence, it doesn't rhyme. He's like just saying shit to say shit on a beat that's, you know, oh, I've heard totally a million fine. times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the song in question, in case anyone's listening or watching, is Tyrone 2021 on Ty Dolla newest album featuring Ty Dolla uh, yeah. yeah, Featuring Big Sean. <laughs> yeah, Big Sean ruins the song, just want you to know before you listen yeah. to it. <laughs> uh, but I also, only other things I listened to, because um, I didn't really listen to much, though I did watch a fair deal of stuff, um, Afterglow, the new Ed Sheeran song. Hmm. Um, again, big Ed, big Ed Sheeran guy myself. Um, I wish it was good. Mm. I don't think anyone has ever questioned him being a good musician or making really interesting pop music. Like he seems to kind of stay at the front of it, probably because he makes like ninety percent of the pop music out there, even if it he's not on the name of the song. Um, but it was fine. I was kind of disappointed in the end because it's like, and I don't think he'll ever go back to not. I think it's like a thing like when a band gets so big or an individual gets so big it could be a musician it could be you know a movie director or a screenwriter or something but you start to lose what like made you you as you get the ability to start exploring more options so like mac miller for example was like a frat rapper started experimenting with drugs and like at the peak of his popularity he had like the perfect balance between like money fame and like knowing who he is that he could be experimental and still had a following that like allowed him to produce this music that he wanted and then as he got so big he didn't care about his following because he was like i can just now do whatever i want and i'm going to explore like the singing shit i personally like that but it's not rap and it's not what he was and so in the same vein ed sheeran's now like really deep diving into like random little bits of like folk and like electronic stuff and he just adds a lot of like random sounds and things into his music that i just don't care for i liked strip back homeless ed sheeran just an acoustic guitar and him and like yeah, a loop machine 
Bring back homeless Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Ed Sheeran. I'm glad you're rich and successful, but uh, your music has gotten worse over time. Um, and then I listened to Azizi's new thing, The Baileys and Bullshit. I don't know if you listened to that. Yeah, the new track. Yeah, the new single. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Azizi. It's Azizi, yeah. I was, I was happy with it. I don't even put his songs on my list anymore. She's like, you know, I listen to him. I like it. I don't yeah. need to tell you guys. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know who Shofu is, the feature, but I liked his verse his, too. His other work sucked. I really love his verse, but that's because I think it's carried by the Commandy. It's beat. easy. <laughs> like Commandy's beats are just so non-stereotypical uh, or just not mm-hmm. the thing right now. So mm-hmm. when someone hops on one of his beats, it's actually great. And then I go to their songs, and their beats are just generic bullshit just whatever trap rap uh, yeah yep. so hopefully i get around to car car and toby and seafood sam we'll see question mark but i have a doubt in my mind that i'll make it through all of them maybe i'll hit one of them uh and then i watched restart a new girl uh such a great fucking oh, show okay. uh please tell me your review on it because i don't think the audience has at home heard it uh it's hmm. I can't say that, but it's up there. It's up there with, I don't know my rankings, but I don't want to call it my favorite, but it's close to being my favorite sitcom that was like a regular ass TV live action sitcom. Uh, It's almost completely perfect. I love every character. There's all those like, I literally did that, but like, it's still funny to watch someone else do it kind of things. Um, And the characters are just super interesting. And, you know, they do the classic sitcom, like there's a man and a woman in a room, so Will, will they, will yeah, they. Exactly. And you're like, well, not everyone is sexually attracted to each other in such a way that mm. after a year's relationship, you fucked. Like, I don't think every human being on – maybe you think it, you know? Like, maybe there's subtle <laughs> expressions of it. Yeah. I could see that much. But, like, everyone on that character – everyone on that show has, like, had some kind of weird, like, will they, won't they? And I just go, like, you don't need – like, you don't need to force intimacy. Like, and again, it was a little bit before the – wave of like lgbtq people being mainstream i don't i hate to say it like that but like there's not really gay characters on the show like at all nope still not and it's weird that was the only thing i thought was weird uh as i had noticed that there was like like now i feel like people are just trying to meet quotas you know what i mean like okay well you got the black guy we got the indian guy okay we got you know a white boy we got you know it's just like, eh, it's weird. It was just weird rewatching it and seeing like all the old early two thousand or late two thousands, early twenty tens, uh, TV stuffs. But I still love does, the show. Does New Girl? Does New Girl ever venture into the dramedy genre? Do Not full blown drama. To... It's it's always comedy first. So saying dramedy's out of place, but I mean, yeah, there's like uh, there's scenes of like, wow, ooh, you really feel bad that they said that. For, like, an instant, you know? Right. Like, and then a comedic relief, like, straight away, because you don't want to ever think that it's not a comedy. Um, and then besides that, I did watch episodes five and six of season two of Mando, but yeah. I did not watch the rest of the show because I, I, really I saw Asakatano and I said, You look great. Yeah. Your dialogue shit. And uh-huh. the reason that your characters are meeting is stupid. And then you bring them to fucking Tython, and you only see a literal one rock on Tython, one of the biggest planets in the Star Wars universe. 
where the Jedi Order was founded, and Baby Yoda just makes a blue pillar of light and then gets, you know, attacked per usual. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. Fun to watch, though. Un unmasked <laughs> no, it wasn't fun to watch. I was oh not enjoying my myself. I did not enjoy oh it. It was God. fine. I was like, it is Star Wars. I will watch God. this. And then I finished it, and I said, that was Star Wars. And I watched it. <laughs> that was it. I didn't have fun. I didn't go, wow, the character development, the acting, wow, it looked great. I went, Boba, that's Django uh, without a, or Bobo, Bobo without a mask. Looking for Django's armor. And, and there's Mando with the little baby. I think it's Baby Yoda. I think Baby Yoda's the reason I hate the show. Grogu, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to call him Grogu, by the way. I don't care. He's you probably Yoda. didn't watch the episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just... It's just... just so mediocre it hurts like it really hurts okay all right I mean, it could just it could be good it is it good could be so good, it no. is good. <laughs> oh you're God. in your you are like the only one on this in this corner it just like i'm not saying the show is perfect but i will argue that that boba episode's pretty perfect <laughs> the show itself is not but some of those episodes are as close as star wars is gonna get Okay, here's my problem with universes as large and as detailed as Star Wars is. You could literally... Like, well, this is what Mando should have been, and my problem with Mando. You can have any type of show within that universe, because it's an actual universe. Does that make sense? Right. The Marvel universes have to be superhero movies. The DCU has to be superhero movies. But, like, in the New Girl universe... Any human being on Earth could be in an episode. Thus, in a Star Wars universe TV show, you could literally do anything in the Star Wars universe. A cowboy show could completely take place on Tatooine, just fucking Jawas and cowboys, and it's a complete Be desert cool. planet. And then maybe randomly one little fucking Django rocks in looking for his uh, armor for like 30 seconds, and you never see anything, and you just know it's Star Wars, but it's its own thing. You could have True Detective, on fucking Coruscant. Oh, oh my but, god, John. But, but you know what they do? They Never make mind. Mando right. and they You're sell right. baby Yoda oh, toys and they jerk off a fucking actor no one cares about except for Star Wars fans for taking his fucking helmet off and right. playing the same role. I'm like, I, I don't wasn't care. on the team. I wasn't on the team. <laughs> Damn it. True Detective and Coruscant. Never mind. I'm Damn in it. Mando sucks. Mando's garbage. But the, but the problem is it's wasted. Like, you have John Favreau. I know. Like, I'm, you have, hey, you have I'm decent writers. I'm totally you have decent writers. You, you have all the money in the world, and you could make really interesting stuff. And what you did was make a D&D &D campaign made by, like, a 10-year-old dungeon master who's first time DMing for his group of 10-year-old friends. It's like, yeah, I mean, you made a plot. It's not interesting, but... You had fun while you were making it, so you think it's fun. Like, it's like, you know, and it looks pretty because you have a million dollars fucking every episode to do whatever you want. And by a million, I mean a billion. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, it's like there's so much potential by just throwing Star Wars on the name of it. And then they just go, because of Star Wars, we can just make the same crappy TV we always make, and you can enjoy it. But you're going to like it and think you like it because it's Star Wars. And I yeah, just well, – I, I turn my that. bullshit – I take my <laughs> bullshit glasses and I go, wait. Nah, <laughs> like <laughs> I see that it's like steaming right there. You just laid that one fresh. Like, like, no. I, I would, I would give any amount of money 
to see a Detective Coruscant show. I mean, like, now that's all I'm going to think you... about for the next, like, five years. So thanks. Like, like, I just go, like, if you... And that's two planets, dude. Like, yeah, like, you, yeah. Like, so, okay, like, Darth... Like, I don't want to go on a super nerd Star Wars tangent, okay? But, like, We're already Darth here, Bane, baby. Darth Bane, one of my favorite reasons about the, that novel series is because they could take a character, this, you know, later Sith Lord, on a full, like, 20-year journey across three books. And he started as, like, the orphan son, abused orphan son on a mining planet, okay? So think of, like, how disenfranchised Eastern Kentucky Appalachian coal miners feel. Yeah. And now make that an entire planet that is owned by that corporation of miners, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And they, they install casinos in your living quarters. And it's casinos owned by the company. So they're you're they're paying you and then you're giving them back their money at their casino. It's like it's so evil and genius. And you're like there for couldn't be more than three chapters of the book. A whole T V show could be devoted to just that planet. <laughs> like Star yeah. Wars has so many planets like that. That there yeah, could but be they have to sell boba things. toys. Yeah, no, boba toys, dude. No, boba toys. They have to get Boba Fett back in the market so that people can keep buying the pop most popular figure again. Yeah. And yeah, I know I'm one of few people who are upset by the Well, I'm into it now. Still. I'm into it now. Like, I really wasn't on your side until you said the Coruscant cop thing. But yeah, like, yeah. it's like some of the most Fuck interesting storytelling telling I've ever heard in my entire life in the Star Wars universe. That's why I love Star Wars. And so to see it, like, haphazardly done for God knows what enormous price tag, I go, like, you need to get some, like, recent graduate from film school, just, like, $20 million, and I bet just stop the Star Wars tag, and you'll make your money back, but let them do something unique and interesting. Let them take it on a little journey. Don't just throw John Favreau on the thing and produce, you know, milk toast, fucking lukewarm garbage. Like, ugh. My biggest problem, know. my biggest problem is that no matter what happens in Mando, episode seven will still happen. <laughs> like, yeah. No matter what plot line they throw, no matter what they try to explain, they're still gonna have to set up episode seven, and still gonna have to sweep everything under the rug or explain exactly what <clears throat> they were doing during episode seven. Like they can't just be like. Oh, Grogu was just chilling during episode seven. They're literally going to have to explain someday what he was doing, where he was. And is Mando directly that. is it supposed to directly set up episode seven? I mean, is... it's twenty years before we're seven. So Am I... thirty years before seven. Okay. My no cap explanation is going to be most of the characters from the show probably die. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're gonna have to sweep either sweep it under the rug or explain exactly that's why I don't like uh, the era that it's set in. But that's my big cops on course on Lane. Uh, Lane is talking. While, in while the we're chat. yeah, while we're talking about Star Wars, <laughs> I I figured I'll just say it so I can say it for the episode and we can move on. Episode nine is the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> period. Let's move on. <clears throat> As someone who just watched most of them, nine's the best. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, okay, John, did you watch anything else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> great question. I don't think so. As far as I can recall, I think that was it. 
But that was way more than last week, because last week I literally watched nothing. Yeah. Um, I gave up on Criminal Minds, by the way. It lost its luster. Thank I tried you. To, I tried to watch another episode, and I went. Thank you. It's not even bingeable crap. It's, like, just crap. That's kind of how I think Supernatural happened with me. It's like, can't binge it the anymore. The cable network crap. TV yeah. blinds are, have been lifted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit, this is cable television. <laughs> Literally what happened was I opened my blinds here, and I took a shower. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, we can go outside. You can do things. like, And then I experienced like just seeing another person. I went, okay, this feels shit. That I remember. Yeah. There are crime shows that aren't 20 fucking episodes this season. <laughs> Truly. All right. I, I actually I haven't seen True Detective season one. I think next week what I'm gonna do, or you know, in the next seven days, I'm gonna rewatch True Detective season one. I haven't watched it in a while, like three oh, plus oh, years. Okay. I was like, I know you've seen. Like, yeah, yeah, we watched it together yeah, multiple times. I was like, what? Uh, did you watch season three? Did you ever watch season three? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm thinking I might start with season one and go through the whole thing again. I uh, yeah, okay. Because season say... two, I didn't really care for. Like it was fine. I just really uh, wanted season one, part two, but it wasn't that, right. obviously. I mean, you don't care for me telling you this stuff, so I'll say season three made me appreciate two more. <laughs> no, I said season one's excellent. Hunter. No, no, no. I was just oh. saying two is fun. Yeah, three made me appreciate two. So, if that tells you anything about what you're about to watch. Three makes you appreciate two. Yeah. I think Hunter's in the same boat. He says three's better than two. No, 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 no. Opposite. I'm the reverse. <clears throat> oh, three, three made you appreciate made two because it's so bad. Two, yeah. I thought maybe they were tied together. So. It was just—it was very rehash. Three was very seen it before, done that. Mm-hmm. Dude, now I'm sold. We got to ride a Coruscant. I'm—I'm I'm telling you, I'm literally. I'm gonna—I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna for years, for years. I'm gonna clip. I'm gonna clip John's John's rant and send it to John Favreau. See what he thinks. Please do, dude. <laughs> yeah, tweet it at him. I would absolutely. Yeah, please. That'd be sweet. Uh, tweet it at John Favreau, Dane, David Filoni, and Robert yeah. Rodriguez because he seems to make anything really. So. All right. Tell me that. Put that part too. Put that there. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Robert. You're a multi-millionaire who can't make good movies. Yikes! But he can direct good Mando episodes. All right, is that what everyone did this week? Outside so. of yeah. these two things we're about to jump into. I'm so excited! I'm really excited yeah. for this. Let's get started. Can we do the album first? Yeah, and end on a bummer. End on yeah, a bummer. no, we we're, we're gonna end on the big high. It's gonna get the, all the clickbait. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so we listened to uh, Denzel Curry's. Uh, and Kenny Beats's Unlocked, uh, their little collab, animated shorts thing oh, album. God damn you to hell! I just forgot. it makes it way more int- like it's like just twenty minutes, man. Like come on. And I You're forgot. Like, the animation. No, you try to watch it. Like, I did, but I forgot to actually. Yeah, watch exactly. <laughs> I forgot to come back to it. Like it's just twenty minutes, but yeah. So. Uh, how about we start with Lane on this one? Mm. Um, Unlocked was... I'm not going to call it bad, but this is like one of the most forgettable things I've ever listened to. Um, I I even listened to it like a couple of times because it's, you know, it's only 17 minutes long. Yeah. So it was like, I can listen to this three times and it's still the same length as anything else we've listened to. Uh, but yeah, I listened to it. It was like... And it, dude i don't know it's just it's like 
nothing I loved, nothing I even really liked. It, like nothing really intrigued me. It, I mean, the instrumental was kind of cool. Like listen, like the the beats were kind of cool sometimes. But even I'm as I'm saying that, I can't tell you any tracks that I thought were cool. Um, I just am like thinking in my head, like yeah, there was probably one or two songs that I thought were kind of cool, but um yeah like i said very forgettable um i'll probably never listen to this again and i'll forget that i ever listened to it in the first place um but it's it's not bad i'm not gonna say that it's bad because if it were bad i would remember it probably (laughs) i guess i don't know to expand upon your forgettableness my problem is i listen to this thing i would i mean I, i really wouldn't hesitate to say at least eight times and I couldn't tell you which song is which. Like which what? Sorry, if, if you're bored. What, which, <clears throat> sorry, which song is which? Gotcha. Like I literally had to write some of the bars down just so I could be like, oh yeah, that's what that so that's exactly what that song is. That's what that bar is from because I couldn't tell you <clears throat> which. I really couldn't tell you which like where it ended. And then like some songs were a remix of the previous song, so that got it even more confusing. And I just. Um, yeah, that's just to expand on the forgetful kind of unmemorable. Doesn't help anything when all the tracks sound. The, so I mean, and you're kind of saying it was lukewarm across the board, but do you had did you notice anything specific? Like, because for me, and I would say, yeah, this isn't like my favorite Kenny Beats project. It's not my favorite Denzel project. In fact, I would say the animation. It's probably the reason why I remember it so well because I yeah I don't I couldn't really tell you a bar from any particular except for layup for whatever reason the hook on layup I remember just because I really liked what they did with pitched up voice uh, for Denzel but um but yeah and these aren't even really songs I go back and listen to but like from the song by song basis I like almost all of them and I do have favorites they're just not. St- songs to me they're more like i watch them for the video and the video has a dope beat and it's denzel rapping so i don't really care about the lyrics either i'm just like it sounds really good and i like watching a little video so i feel like it's more like an artistic thing than it was like a music thing for me see the video that's why i actually meant to go back and listen to it is because after listening to the album a few times and realizing i wasn't getting much out of it i really meant to go watch the anime done guff um i will say oh wait 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 i have a question so you don't like interludes what about that intro to this album yeah <laughs> I, so just... i didn't really care for the intro either and then they reused it yeah. in one song i don't remember which maybe so incredible or diet but like a whole like uh... a whole like 16 bar rant from the intro is reused and it's it's also weird it's actually like it is kind of weird to compare this to the other albums we reviewed just because it's so short and oh yeah no it's not it's not like any like if we listen to another ep maybe we could do that it's it's kind of weird to even give this the same scale as our other albums because like my main points where it's kind of short it's samey it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel as if there's a clear vision to this per se I disagree, uh, but I saw the video, so... Or, okay, maybe it's too clear of a vision, and it's all just the same fucking vision. <laughs> maybe it's too on the nose. Uh, 
unlike <clears throat> you know an album like Dreamland or something where it's like right. different dreams kind of this was oh it's all this I mean there's nothing else to it really and I didn't really think uh, Denzel's bars were anything crazy compared to his other bars. No, no, no. His uh, his albums, he like can write really yeah. well. I thought this was pretty lukewarm writing. Seemed like he's you know, just like having fun instead of. Well, and uh, my my takeaway, you know, I don't want to interject and go out of turn here, but I would say that the big thing for me was it felt very. Kenny's gonna make a beat. And Denzel's like in the studio with him in the cave or wherever they were writing this because it was, you know, early 2020, probably pre-lockdown. So I assume that they were able to do this together, like in person kind of thing. Um, and they're probably just both getting really high and just like hearing sounds that they liked both because Ken, uh, Denzel also produces a little bit. And I think they like together worked out a song. And I think it was mostly like Denzel freestyling a lot of the lyrics to the songs yeah. and then like recording that, coming back to it, changing like a few lines that he thought was whack or whatever. And then like, OK, now this is a finished thing. And his whole time he was like, dude, we should like do a whole thing and like do animation and this, that, the other. And so like they kind of just merge these two haphazardly. So I'm not really looking for – I hate to say good music because I do think the music is mostly good. Like I don't think it's bad by any means. Um but it's just really interesting to me, like the way they did it. Like, and again, I, I'm just kind of a big Kenny Beats stand anyway, so it's going to be hard for me to not like this thing. But uh, I, I thought the production was really, really. Good. I don't think a single song had bad production, and I thought it was different. See, nothing, nothing had bad production per se. But uh, my second bullet point is literally Freddie, greater than, greater than, greater than. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this <laughs> isn't an Freddy... album. I, I get that, but like Freddie Gibbs, Kenny Beats, those beats I just thought were way harder. I actually remember a shit ton of those, just the beats, not even the actual song. Whereas this song, this EP, whatever you want to call it, I'll, I'll never think about it again, probably. All right, uh, Hunter's chiming in here. He says uh, that they did record it in the cave in three days, and then they gave the album to the animators, uh, and it was Denzel's idea to like do the animating. And he like I, I vaguely remember like an interview or something where the, I think I told you all like each little song has a different type of animation that they do based on different animes that he likes and cartoons that he likes. So I know yeah, that it was mostly his idea. If each if each track was a single, a part of a bigger album, I think it would be just fine. But since they're all just condensed into the same project, it just feels same. I would be worried if <laughs> if all of these songs were singles to other albums because i would listen to them and be like i'm probably not gonna listen to that album if that's what one of the singles sounds like <laughs> okay. if someone was like if someone was like hey you should listen to you know listen to denzel's music and i was like all right i'll start with the single for if, if i ever decided to just start with the singles which i don't right. ever do and i listen to all the singles which just happen to be this album i'd be like eh, i'm good <laughs> i'll never listen to any of his music <laughs> um but yeah i mean maybe it'd be better if it were all attached to other projects, just, but... it, it just seems like they are so samey that being in the same project just hurts mm -hmm. does nothing else yeah that's fair uh, my last comment i'll make about this album before we move on i think because i think we've hit a nice rough talking it's place. only 17 minutes there's only <laughs> so yeah. much you can say about the yeah, album yeah uh is that again i think they really try to and maybe it's my personal preference or i don't really listen to denzel a ton but i kind of do so i don't really know but i feel like they did a lot more experimenting with the 
types of beats one that Denzel's rapping over and two the way that they use his voice like he did like the whole exhibit thing for like one song where he's like scream rapping and then they like yeah. pitch it up for a couple hooks and then they pitch it down for a couple hooks like I'm not saying it's completely unique for his repertoire I'm saying to have all of those things in a little project that you could argue one song's not different from another in the sense that like they flow back to back to back and you could like not tell them apart i think that's interesting that they could do so much with their voice and the beats i see i would say to that point that kenny beat the beats i think are definitely experimental or dmx that's what i mean not <clears throat> yeah. the, the uh, scream rapping yeah. i was gonna say yeah though hunter said say, oh, so, ahead, like, you, like you sound yeah. like a fucking bulldog kind of shit yeah. like yeah the, uh, the beats are definitely experimental but for me denzel doesn't come off as doing anything original i feel like i've heard all these voice tricks pitch ups pitch downs trying to sing trying to do this in previous albums like uh that one album where he's in front of a car that came out like last year he's, yeah. he totally had a couple tracks where he tried to sing or tried to draw out his uh that bravado uh yeah but the kenny beats the beats themselves were definitely super experimental like track seven i think track 07 where it's kind of that trippy remix of another song i really appreciated uh just because it sounded not like a kenny beat Kenny Beat? Can I just say that? A Kenny Beat? <laughs> a Kenny Beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> it sounded not like a Kenny Beat. And uh, I that's probably my favorite track. Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like, I just liked it from like the music standpoint. And then I was like, I was just happy Denzel was there kind of thing. Like, it was nothing special. I just yeah. went like, this is really good music. And there happens to be like a, a rapper I like saying words over it. And then they had the you know, whole animation thing on top of it. I was like, this is just pretty good. Like, it is totally rewatchable. And again, I don't really listen to it on Spotify ever, so. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I put a 7 out of 10. Sight. All right. Now moving on to the real highlight of the week. Love it. The movie that movie. no one wants to own. So it is very obscure to find. Uh, the movie that inspired many different samples and vocal textures in probably my most listened to piece of music of all time, Mac Miller's Faces. Um, Gummo. Uh, directed by God Only Knows Who Needs Help and written by the same person probably. Uh, it, is. it is crap on he's got a weird. He's got a weird name like Harmony... Is it harmony a he? Something. I yeah, saw harmony a, or charity or something, and I thought it was so late. He's the guy who did Spring Breakers. Yeah. He was also the the drunk guy <laughs> on the no. couch. He was the in yep. in the movie. He was the drunk guy on the couch with the little guy. Yeah, that was. The I director. know this guy. Oh, he was the gay guy. Harmony Corinne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the gay guy with the little hmm. black dude. Yeah. Sounds. Wait, he uh, did mid nineties? I don't know. No, that was Jonah Hill. He didn't direct that. it. Man, he maybe he was just was. in it. No, he directed like Beach Bum and Spring Breaker. Yeah. Um Alright, uh let's start with Noah here. Yeah, um <clears throat> where, where to start? Where to start? Um Gummo. I'll start by saying I totally understand why production companies are not touching this shit. <laughs> like, why you can't find this on Netflix or anything. 
I totally understand that. There's no reason any company should buy this and sell this for a profit. If you're if you're listening, just for reference, we found this movie. The only way we were able to watch this movie was on Vimeo at 360p quality, uh, and no, that's I'm like put the link in. Yeah, you can put the link in the I'll, chat. I'll, 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 <laughs> uh, but I'll that is that is the only place like on the internet that you can find this movie to watch. Uh, sorry, Literally. go ahead, Noah. Uh, no, no, I'm, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll start with the actual review now. Um, this is, to put it simply, everything wrong with Gilbert Grape, like the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but worse. You just, you, you think of the parts you didn't like about Gilbert Grape, and they think, oh, here's a movie about that. Uh, here's a movie about the weird, boring shit that doesn't add to anything, other than making it more weird and boring. Um... The start of this movie has a great atmospheric, like, uh, monologue overlay of yep. weird shots, and I was kind of creeped out in a way, and I thought it was going to take that more in that direction, and instead went the opposite direction, and started giving me just random scenes that aren't chronologically clear, uh, there's no real development between characters, there's half ass plots every now and then the acting wasn't amazing you could tell these people weren't professionally trained half the time um what else it was disturbing for disturbing sake it was basically just uncomfortable the movie and but not in the way i appreciate at all it wasn't some avant-garde where i come back from it and my mind's blown (laughs) even if it maybe if it even ended with a point it just ended <laughs> as creepy as it started. Yeah, it was like, just it like was just, it was, the, it was like the it was like the the bunny uh, kid with the cat. That's how it ends. Oh yeah, oh, the cat. Because I was thinking it was the girl singing the song that Jesus loves me. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she's in bed with her mom, I guess, and then she's yeah, like, and she's like she's like a special needs girl, right? So it's like, yeah. I was just like, is this a point, or are they just reintroducing her character to sing a song? For no reason. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man, I hated it. It was bad. This is definitely a movie in the vein of a corn album. (laughs) And I mean that as the biggest insult as possible. Um, Because I didn't enjoy this whatsoever. How many cats were killed? I don't know if any of those were real. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying not like on set. I'm saying like. Because it was like, because it was like, I feel like in a movie you could kill one cat and get the point across. Be like, oh, they kill cats. These people are psychopaths. Yeah. I feel like that's like the hallmark, you know, like every lay person who's not a physician or whatever, like goes, hmm, you're probably crazy if you're killing animals like that. Yeah. That seems fair. Right. And these guys are like every scene, they're like going to get the cat meat to sell to the butcher. And then they're like, oh, we're giving it to the Chinese shop. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, now we're racist on top of being fucking corny as hell and crazy. Like, what? Yeah, and I I couldn't tell you what anything symbolized because I was just distracted by its pointlessness. (laughs) No. I, you could, I mean, I guess you could argue that there were no real, like, real role models for all the characters. Like right. Maybe that's one of the points it's trying to make. Well, or... it started like the intro monologue was like a tornado came through Xenia. Yeah, well, and I'm like, I, don't I know all about the... tornadoes in Xenia. My stepmom like grew up around there. Like I, I've heard stories about the tornadoes, but like 
there was no wipe out the town, desolate all the adults kind of. Yeah, tornado. what did the so tornado? It's like, it like a folklore thing. Like, is this some kind know. of like weird kids' dream? Like, is it, is Harmony from that area? No, I I think he's like from a similar background, but he's not from Xenia, Ohio at all. And like, there um, was so much like random, like weird, like rape or like child abuse references yeah yeah i was like mm -hmm. just yeah. like what is going on in this fucking movie man like who hurt you and why are you telling me about it like go why, see a psychiatrist uh, that's, why that's why i said it's a corn album it's literally after you listen to it you're like who hurt you dude <laughs> i'm sorry um no Hi. i good sorry i was just gonna say that as accurate and um not gruesome, but uh, what's the word? Grim, maybe? As accurate and grim as the lives of these kids are, it is kind of a true representation of what I would say is some rural towns, of course. But Gilbert Grape already did that. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. Gilbert Grape did that two years before that and had a realistic depiction of country bumpkin shit town life. Whereas this movie just does the same thing, just more in under, yeah, yeah, and under the guise of, like, <clears throat> everyone is a tortured soul. And I'm like, not everyone's a tortured soul. <laughs> like, everyone might end up being one, maybe. Yeah. You can make that argument in the movie. But, like, it's all just children doing awful shit or getting awful shit done to them. And you're like, or just making the viewer uncomfortable. Like... I don't think it, or anything was particularly wrong with the girls, like who were interested in the tennis player boy. I don't know, like they're all sisters, or they just live together. Oh, those, yeah, yeah, okay. But like that whole scene, like in the first thirty minutes, where they're like the talking about their nipples, yeah, and I was like, yeah. you can't be like more than sixteen. Like this is just weird. I don't like this. Like the actresses don't even look that old. I was like, is this legal for me to view? I was very, Sadly. very. <laughs> very uncomfortable It'd be much easier yeah time. if it was just if we just didn't have uh, access at all to this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this movie should be banned I, I i don't i'm not for banning any kind of art and this isn't art well that's that's so that's what i was gonna say is like as someone who you know i've performed a lot and when i perform i try to do things i mean like i did a recital and i think john was there for it where i was like playing and i had you know someone dancing with me or like I had someone doing like live painting with me like and that's not really like really outside the box for a lot of people to do what I do it kind of is um, or I try to do like some light stuff with what I do I did like a speaking and drumming thing like I've tried to step outside the box and I've always like always tried to make a point to never put down anyone that wants to do something for the sake of like you know they're an artist they claim to be an artist right, yeah, it's like challenging right. a form yeah, and, or something. and, and yeah. i get like he his thing was like i want to tell the story by like i'm just going to take like here are these storylines and i'm going to cut them all up and then put them in random order and it's not going to make sense and that's going to be the movie and he's like he was trying to like do some kind of experiment this is dog shit <laughs> yeah like, it's just so bad i feel like i don't even feel bad about saying that it's bad but it, god damn dude i think i said to noah before we started tonight and i was like i can't even it's i don't even want to call this the worst movie i've ever seen because it's an insult to the actual worst movie i've ever seen like this just doesn't even make the list it's just like i want to like i will forget that i listened to this album 
I won't forget this. I <laughs> wish I could purge this from my mind that I ever watched nope. this movie. <laughs> nope. I'll picture spaghetti in the bathtub for a spaghetti minute. Spaghetti in the bathtub with like strawberry and milk. The chocolate bar. And the, the chocolate, chocolate bar that like fell. So yeah. And the she's sitting there like sh- shampooing uh, his hair. <laughs> and she's like, she's literally sitting there like flinging shampoo into his fucking spaghetti. Yeah, he had shampoo on his hand as he was like yeah. shoving the candy bar. I'm like, the water was brown. Not even like a good actor, and you're convincing me that you're the best actor on earth because this is just gross, random shit. Why are you doing it? Like, get out of the ba- get off the set. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I was gonna say something, but I'm kind of just at a loss of words. You're just bummed movie, out, just really. thinking about. I am it. bummed out thinking about <laughs> um, this fucking I, movie. I don't understand holding up the cat. I don't like at the end. I don't mm-hmm. why, know why they had to remind us that there were <laughs> dead cats in this movie. <laughs> like, hey, you remember? It's like, hey, if you forgot um, that we do this thing, so we kill what, all what the cats. What number of cats? What number of cats? What do you think? No, um, what, I, what I was gonna say, uh, probably seven though. What I was gonna say is that I really wish a director like this or the same goddamn director could um adapt all of these uncomfortable all this uncomfortability uncomfort whatever the word for that is and disturbing scenes and all that if they could convert that to a horror movie because i think if it was a horror movie there'd be you know a reason for it and me being uncomfortable would be like cool and i can appreciate it but when it's a movie about country bumpkins i don't care i want a jordan peele experimental <laughs> horror movie what if jordan like... peele just remakes gummo yeah, yeah. they're actually sentient cats that are hunting people and the kids are fighting yeah. <laughs> i don't want that i don't um, <laughs> no i i just wish a horror movie could make me as comfortable as this movie yeah that's all after the movie i had to go find my cat and hug her tell her that i would never fucking kill her like these fucking mindless children oh my god dude it's just so bad yeah my uh my negatives are jesus christ what the fuck and nope <laughs> just in case you, you needed that let's end on a positive note before we talk about next week uh yeah. any any positives to the movie any at all uh, atmo- atmospheric definitely atmospheric play, play, I, like, you gotta come up with something. there's gotta be specific... some small redeeming it could have been um... the bunny ears it could have been the fact that no one died it could have been anything you wanted i gotta be honest i thought bunny ears was for real dead when those kids face shot him yeah i, I, was, I was like is he... by the whole movie and Cause... that scene was extra confusing because that's the scene where they steal like again i think you listen to faces once maybe you said hmm. but uh those samples i'm talking about it's like damn you rabbit you fucking smell like piss and that that whole scene hmm. that's like where all of them are taken from for whatever reason at the dump site and so I was, like, really ready for something that cool to happen. Yeah. And then they shoot him with a fake gun. And then they just leave. And then it ends. And I was like, uh, uh okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, I, so I don't not know. my favorite movie. No I, positives at I, all? I, I can't think of a single positive. I mean, I'm, you go. I'm trying to think. but I would say it was well <laughs> casted. I thought that the creepy kid who was eating the chocolate looked like some freak of nature kid, and I would be shocked if he He's wasn't like just tin playing head. himself. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I like would the haircut argue the and like the costumes, him. like it was all good. Like I thought, for what it was, garbage, weird, random. You're high on crack or some shit when you ride it, kind of thing. 
like that's dumb yeah sure i'll say i'll say the sets were good because uh, like noah said like it, you know gilbert grape did it first but like this was just trying to show you what this area would look like and it did a pretty good when you see like inside of some of these houses like well, well, the oh, scene yeah. when the mom is bringing him the spaghetti and you just see like it's literally she's like a hoarder she's got shit just piled everywhere or like there's like the one scene the little where... girls and the, with the cats and stuff when the little girl comes inside with their cat from outside oh yeah they're about yeah. To kill, yeah and you it's see and they're all it's like like, like every the or, plates are all fucking everywhere and yeah. and like there's the one scene of like the little kid he's like a little boy who's like in the one scene he's like fucking with the pictures on the wall and when he picks one up all the bugs start like scattering yes yeah yeah like yeah. that shit grossed me out but i was like i, I mean i've seen this before like That's in real life this fuck, is real yeah, yeah. Sure. so they they got like the set right and i i'll agree with like the casting the casting made me uncomfortable they did their job which i think was the <laughs> yeah. point i guess like the point I was guess, just to man. make a I... gross movie a yeah. weird movie I a guess. movie that made your skin crawl like but this doesn't it just doesn't i think scream... it tried to have every wrong it doesn't you know? scream talent to me oh no no it just it, <laughs> it... just screams twisted yeah it seems like talent a would mean the that there opposite. was a a point and it's this like he... guy felt like he just went what do good movies do? I'm doing yeah. the opposite. It's, he had a list. He was like, what okay, do people plot? like? No. Doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Character development? Nah. Script? Nah. <laughs> I was trying to think yeah. that, so the little kid's mom, there's like the one scene where the kid is like working out in front of the mirror and his mom yes. comes downstairs. That She's was like, I'll fucking kill you, you little bitch. But like, I, I was, I was thinking like, yeah, like that was weird, but like her acting, I can't, so I can't tell if, she she she's like the only actor she is on like obviously the only one who was trained (laughs) on set but i was like she's the only adult in the whole movie i was like is she a good actress or is it just she's surrounded by so many bad actors that (laughs) it just it's so nice to see someone who's been trained a little bit because like when she starts like tap dancing and like talking about his dad and you know it was like I don't know. I was like, okay, at least they had somebody who knows what she's doing. At least <laughs> for yeah, a scene. Yeah, it was like four yeah. minutes of that, and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah, you never right. see her ever again. I'm, this I'm calling. Yeah, yeah this fine. definitely got uh, an unwatchable out of ten. Yeah, please, me. please don't watch this. We are now at the two-hour mark officially. Let's Save your bandwidth. Suggestions. Okay, and this week is my week. Yeah. Uh, so the movie we are watching is Gross Point Blank, a movie featuring John Cusack and somebody else I forgot. And the album we are listening to is Sailor by Steve Miller Band. That has been the 11th episode of Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis, along with Lane Wellman and John Pina. See you next week. <laughs>